Hello and welcome to the Data Protection Tea Break. I'm Kirsty Bugall and in this episode, released to mark International Data Protection Day 2022, I'm talking to Charlie Cox, the CEO of the Bailiwick of Guernsey Youth Commission, about the aims of our new partnership. It offers exciting opportunities to bring a greater understanding about data protection and personal data to the Bailiwick's younger community. And to find out more about the people at the heart of it all, I also chat to some of the members of its Youth Forum. In November 2020, the ODPA launched its outreach programme to introduce young people in the bailiwick to what personal data is, what they need to know to look after it, and their rights under the law. I've been privileged to be that person going into our local schools and meeting some of the bailiwick's young people, discussing with them the principles of data protection and taking them through some activities to help them understand more about what it all means and why it matters. Before we get to my discussion with Charlie and the Youth Forum members, I asked Emma Martins, Data Protection Commissioner for the Bailiwick of Guernsey, for her thoughts on the partnership and why working with young people is so close to her heart. One of our strategic aims, which we feel very strongly about as the regulator, is about trying to prevent the harm caused by misuse of personal data from happening in the first place. Because once something has gone wrong and someone or many people have been hurt or impacted in whatever way, by that misuse of personal data. It's often too late. We can rarely undo the harms and it often has long-term consequences. This attempt to prevent harm in the first place is a key part of the ODPA's role and is defined in our local law. Young people are some of the most vulnerable in our community, which is why working with them across as many areas of their lives as possible is so important to us. We need and want to engage with our community as a whole not just the businesses and entities that we regulate, but the people who are at the heart of all the personal data that is being processed. We want as many young people as possible to be aware of their rights, to not only look after their personal data, but that of others too. Which is why in 2022, we're taking our efforts with young people to another level by partnering with the Youth Commission, extending our reach way beyond the number of schools that one person can get to. Youth workers already have established relationships with many other agencies, as well as all the bailiwick schools. They're already helping young people to care for themselves, which is why we're joining forces with them to make sure that we can help wherever personal data is involved too. And we all know there's lots of personal data around these days. Protecting people first, preventing harm, is at the heart of everything that we do. We're there to help if things go wrong, but our role is so much broader than enforcing the law or bringing sanctions when something goes wrong. Charlie Cox is the CEO of the Youth Commission and is responsible for the delivery, management and design of a number of youth projects and initiatives that take place across the bailiwick. Many of these are within education, but the Youth Commission is involved in projects and schemes that reach much wider into every part of young people's lives. We're extremely lucky to have the Youth Commission's expertise and enthusiasm to work with us on this and our collaboration offers many, many exciting opportunities for the future. So I'll hand you back to Kirsty, who spoke to Charlie earlier about this new partnership. So Charlie, thanks very much for joining me today and thank you for coming on board with the ODPA. We're really happy to be working with the Youth Commission. Now you're well known locally thanks to your variety of work you've done across the community for different agencies and different charities and projects. 
some of our listeners might not be that well informed about the Youth Commission itself. So could you just give us a bit of background about the Youth Commission and some of the jobs and things, the projects that you work on across the bailiwick? Of course. So the Youth Commission is an independent charity. Um, So we were set up in 2012 and we run a whole range of services for children and young people. So we work with children from and parents from birth all the way up to children and young people at 25. And we do that in a variety of ways. So we work in education, we work in the community and we support young people in a one to one setting. In essence, hopefully we're a bit of a one stop shop. So if you want anything to do with children and young people, if it's a service that we don't provide, hopefully we know the right people who can help you. I mean that's really one of the reasons that we wanted to work with you because you have the contacts and you work across every age group pretty much and and across every kind of topic. It just you know what kind of topics and subjects do you work across with all these young people? Yeah so our vision is that we are ambitious for children young people to be the best that they can be so all of our services help to contribute that some of that might be helping them with thinking about their careers their later life but some of those are thinking about the more difficult things that young people face so we support young people by raising awareness around domestic abuse or sexual exploitation and we support young carers we support children who've had a bereavement or have a complex health issue so we hopefully support everybody in some way or another but we also have some of our projects which to focus on raising awareness of the more vulnerable areas of society. And just listening to that, you know, my head's ticking and I'm sure some of our listeners will be, the thoughts will be going through the head of all the areas that you cover where personal data will come into that in a big way and looking after some, you will have access to so much personal data and all the young people will be sharing a lot and the scenarios that they're involved in in their lives, they will be sharing data with other people, you know, or data will be being created about them. I think that's one of the reasons that we felt it was so important that we would work with you and that we partner because um, I know you're aware that obviously for the ODPA there's a statutory obligation on us and it's written into our law that we make sure we educate young people about um, data protection and personal data and what it is and that's the same across all of the um, different data protection agencies across the uh, authorities across the world all of those that have a law similar to ours they all have a specific obligation to look after young people Why do you think it is that it's so important that young people have extra protection under data protection law? I think young people just have so much more responsibility and access to the wider world than they've ever had before. I think the internet has really transformed childhoods in so many ways. But just thinking off the top of my head, you know, we take young people on DOV expeditions. Even for something like that, you know, we're collecting their medical data, we're wanting emergency contacts, really sensitive information about them and, and, you know, their history all the way through to when young people are in really vulnerable situations and they're safeguarding and you know we're learning about something really difficult that's happened for them I think for young people I think they're quite used to sharing information and probably are quite happy sharing that information perhaps more so than they should be which well, why it's for us it's so important that we have this partnership so that we can make sure young people know what is okay to share, what actually, if they do share, needs to be treated really carefully, and what they do if they ever share something that perhaps they, they don't want or they're you know regretting their decision. Mm. So it's key that they understand their rights as well, obviously from our side, but from yours as well. They need to know what their rights are and what they can expect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we often ask people more than we need to know, don't we? Just all the time when you're filling out a form online, it suddenly asks you all these weird questions. And I think we do that to young people. And I think they're so trusting 
trusting that if an adult asks them a question, they're more likely than not going to tell you the answer. But then it's a huge responsibility for us as adults, and that's for every service in the community, that we're then handling that information in the way that we should be. And, you know, they might not care about it at the age of 12, but they might do when they're 18 or when they're 30 or when they're 50. So it's really important that from a young age, they understand what that right is and how they say no which isn't going to make them feel uncomfortable because they never want to say no when they're asked questions. You mentioned as well about how we are now in a digital age and do you think that that does bring a greater vulnerability now to young people because like you say they're so used to sharing and they just probably don't think about it when they're playing their online games or chatting in online forums whatever they're doing yeah I think if you think about like getting an email address even when I was growing up you know you got your first email address it was kind of a big deal like it was your one email address which I still have to this day but now you know they've probably got 10-15 email addresses different accounts they sign in on lots of different things lots of passwords floating about and you know they don't think twice about what information they're being asked to when they're signing up to you know whether it's an app on you know their iPad or something or something for school even maybe some sort of platform that they want to do some education on and I think although that access to information is so valuable for us and certainly we learn a huge amount from having the internet at our fingertips I think it does open us up to all the dangers that that brings with it and we also know that not every adult in the world is trusting so when young people are talking to people online you know a lot of the stuff we do in schools around um, raising awareness of things like grooming is saying you know they're not always who they say they are and actually you sharing information that you might not think is that sensitive what are they doing with it why do they want that information from you and how could they use that to exploit you in some way it's sometimes it seems sad doesn't it that we have to try and make them see the worst possible case scenario but it is a fact that those dangers exist yeah absolutely and I think we do think we're really safe in the bailiwick and we are safer in the bailiwick but as soon as we go online there's exactly the same dangers as there would be for any child or they lived in inner city london or wherever they might live and i think that's sometimes harder for our young people because you know stranger danger in guernsey you know we probably know them it's probably our mum's friend or you know uncle's neighbor but as soon as we go online it's a very different world and i think sometimes um we can we can feel a bit too protected in our bubble in the bailiwick mm, that's a good point because obviously we um, it offers its own disadvantages as well because obviously everyone kind of knows everybody else once or twice removed um, so that offers a challenge um, in terms of like once data is shared but also like you say you, you kind of have that false sense of security that um, is lovely that our young people are growing up with that but they are perhaps naive to the bigger dangers that they're exposing themselves to online. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, when we think about privacy, um, it can be, you know, well, what's that got to do with me? But you're absolutely right. Thinking about the young people that we work with, often one of the biggest fears for sharing information is that someone they know might get it or that you know it will get connected back to them somehow and you know certainly we've worked closely with the police who have been fantastic with situations where it has been really sensitive but actually yeah how do we make sure that young people understand all of those elements which are quite complex really when they're talking about their data and and the information that they hold Mm. so there's a lot we can offer isn't there to young people it's about them understanding that they have rights 
understanding how to protect their data, but also how sharing that personal data sometimes is the right thing, but how it can be used safely. Yeah, absolutely. So they're not scared. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think there is that fear, isn't it? And particularly in Guernsey, you know, if something has gone wrong with somebody that you know, you instantly think, oh, I can't possibly do that. Or, But I think um, the more we can educate young people, about things that are real to them is what's so important. You know, them understanding um, some of the complexities of the law is just going to switch them off. We know that. <laughs> but actually, those real, real things of, you know, well, why is that app asking you about that particular piece of information? Or why are you telling this stranger that you're gaming with online about your address or, you know, what your parents do? And um, it's all those kind of things, just trying to get young people to be a bit curious about why they're sharing. You mentioned as well that you help young people when they start to get into the workforce and into the working world. So obviously one of the other things is that our young people now will have to work under data protection laws. So they also need to be aware of you know, how they have responsibilities as well once they enter the workplace. Yeah, and I think some young people understand... Um it's so much more than others. We've been talking recently about um, sharing information in one of the youth groups I'm involved in and it baffled them that I couldn't just give all of them all of their numbers. And I was saying to them, you know, well, if I give each you all each other's numbers, then, you know, that's kind of not great for all of you. You know, someone might use it. And I was trying to explain it in a really friendly way and not sort of get into what could go wrong. Like you said, you don't want to always focus on worst case <laughs> scenario. But it just blew their mind because they connect so easily and they think, oh, well, I've met you there. Therefore, it's totally fine for me to contact you here. You're right. Actually, as soon as they go into the workplace, understanding those parameters and understanding the limits of what they're allowed to do with that information, I think um, I think will be hard for the generations in the digital age anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely in the workplace, working under the new law will be something they'll need to get to grips with pretty quickly. And one of the other things, actually, that I think there is a real myth of is that people think you can't do anything with personal data because of data protection. But actually, you can. It's just you have to do it safely. So it's also about there possibly was a safe way to share. They could share the information between them. But it's about them understanding that you have to do it with care. It can't just set it free and not worry about it yeah definitely and different people's perspectives as well you know I might be totally fine with somebody having all this information about me and I feel really comfortable with that because of xyz but someone in a really similar situation might feel very differently and I think that's another thing that's really um getting people in tune with is that what might be okay for you might not feel okay for somebody else and um, we need to respect that in the same way that we would respect any other difference mm. So obviously I mentioned before that you've worked a lot in the community in various different roles um, and we're trying our best to engage with our not just the community that we would have a contact with normally because they know they have an obligation to register with us and everything like that. We also want to engage with the wider community. How important do you think it is that the community does care about issues like this? I think it is really important and I think it is one of those things that's so easy to ignore um, until it becomes an issue or it potentially is becoming an issue without you even being aware of it and I think there are groups in the community that are harder to reach particularly on topics that can feel quite daunting you know if you talk about data or you talk about privacy or you mention the law it does feel quite daunting because in lots of ways it is very complex and there's lots of different elements to it that 
for the majority of us, we don't need to understand lots of those bits. Um, but in its entirety, it can have that sort of fear factor. So I think hopefully with our partnership, we can break down some of those barriers where actually we are meeting with the community. We are speaking to young people and their families who are going to play such an important mm-hmm. role in terms of that privacy. Um, how can we communicate with them in a way that's accessible and they understand and they are interested in the key points you know they they care about the bits that matter to them and i think that's always the message that we're trying to give is how do we give the information that's going to make a difference at that time so actually are we giving the right information at the right time in the right way mm. and that applies across everything that we do you know there's no point us trying to create cvs with 11 year olds who have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> or saying the importance of you know um but actually when you come to 14 you want your first time job we know that's high priority for young people so how do we link in some of those things with their information and what they should be doing with it and and informing them on what elements of the law they need to be aware of. Mm. And we want to very much have a positive impact as well. So we don't want people to only be aware of us and personal data once something's gone wrong, because that's often the problem. People don't necessarily understand or engage until harm has been done. And if they're the victim and the harm has been done to them, it's you can't really undo it. You know, if some information about you has been misused, it's done, it's happened. You can't fix it and make it go away. And I think for young people, I don't even know, um, and I might be completely wrong, they always seem to surprise me, but um, I don't even know if they'd know that it had been misused. I think they just feel that if something had happened like that, then that's what happens. I'd be really interested to know like how much they're aware of whether things are okay or not okay mm-hmm. and getting a bit of a sense check. And I think that will be what's so interesting about our conversations when we start having them with young people is actually what is their awareness at the moment because you're absolutely right in the community and certainly from a work perspective we're incredibly aware of the law (laughs) and the things that we've had to do Um, and and for us because of the information that we held a lot of that was things that we were doing already Um, but for young people yeah are they aware of that are they Mm. aware of what their rights are and what to do Um, you know if they're aware of something else that's happening not necessarily to them but to somebody else Um, But like you say, we want to be proactive about it rather than reactive. Yeah, we want to stop the harm happening in the first place, which is why educating young people is so important because it covers everything, doesn't it? If you can prevent whatever the harm may be, whether it's from personal data misuse or many other things, if we can stop it happening, that's much better than trying to patch over when things have gone wrong. Yeah, we always talk about informed decisions. That's all we're trying to do with young people. You know, we're never there to tell them this is what you need to do and this is the right path for you to follow it's about just giving them that information giving them some of the tools that they can use to help them and then letting them make that informed decision you know we've all been teenagers we know what it's like when someone tells us what to do even as adults probably it's not necessarily always the advice that we take but once they've got all that information they can then start you know making those decisions and working out what works best for them Mm. particularly as they get older because you know a lot of people are making um a living these days particularly digital platform around using their personal and quite sensitive information and i'm sure we'll have some young people particularly when they're talking about their mental health and things like that 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 is something that's really powerful for them and really passionate for them and like you said it's about not preventing any of those things it's just making sure it's done safely and we're aware of the boundaries and what feels comfortable now future proofing a little bit for when young people are sharing information on perhaps public platforms um there's lots of elements so nuanced isn't isn't it yeah Yeah, because there could be great benefit from some of what they're doing and it could be a great help to them it's just understanding 
yeah, keeping it within safe boundaries and the limitations and just having that awareness of what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that's it, isn't it? It's not saying, you know, don't do any of these things or, you know, that's sensitive and you can't share it. Just thinking it through, you know, okay, so you share that today and that feels comfortable for you. What about in a month's time? What about in a year's time? You know, what about if your children read it when you were grown up? You know, how do all those different elements feel? Um, And I think probably young people have very different views on that very short us. term yeah they have a very yeah. short term view don't they yeah. i think and yeah we always say and it's slightly off topic but we always say when people post things online imagine it on boots on down smith street you're walking down yeah. there you can see it up there and your grand's walking with you how do you feel about yeah. that data being up there now <laughs> um and that often kind of brings in the perspective so when we're talking about the online world but mm-hmm. um i think yeah i think young people will have a different view on it to perhaps um you know adults as well so finding out more about that and learning about their views will be really interesting because we're very keen to be informed by them as well so obviously we have information we want to share we there's very important things that we need to help them understand but also we'd like to hear back from them so in having a two-way street conversation you know where there's a way for them to either tell us things or tell us how you know how we can help them more yeah, definitely. And they are, um, they always come up with the best ideas. I look after the youth forum that we run, which is young people who are selected by schools and different youth groups around the bailiwick. And they come together and we talk about all sorts of interesting things. Um, so obviously we'll be talking about this with them um, too. And it's so fascinating because I'll have a solution in my head or I'll have some idea about what I think. And they'll just come up with something so much better (laughs) which is always really awkward Um, luckily I never really share my view because it is about facilitating them but they just articulate things in the most incredible way and I think their perspective is just so different it is very different generation they're Mm. growing up in and and, you know Covid's had a huge impact on that as well and so I think they are they're full of interesting ideas and solutions and practical ways to solve some of these things. Yeah, because we need their voice because we are we are looking at it from how we grew up and for everybody it's all slightly different. Obviously, this is now they they're there in this the digital world has always been there. They are digital natives. They have these devices. They're connected. They that's just how they talk to their friends it's such a different world isn't it yeah and I think things that just didn't even exist like when you think about like all the um you know the cool tests that you can do online that you know diagnose you or tell your personality the amount of data they must be giving away all of the time which they're probably not even thinking about because they're like oh another quiz to tell me you know what my personality trait is or Mm. what blood type I am giving away all sorts of information that what dog would you be and all that yeah. sort of thing what's your dream house and then people just do it because it's fun yeah and it's engaging but they're just sharing so much yeah and I don't think I mean even whenever we talk I always go like oh I don't even think about when I do that but it's so <laughs> true you just don't even I think there's just the world you live in isn't it where you've got to fill in a form for everything online whether you're buying something or yeah. you want to book something whatever it might be but I think young people are probably so used to that that actually just even if that's just that little spark in their brain that goes, why am I giving this bit of information? Or like, what could this be being used for? Mm. Or why am I doing this? Um, it's just that little light bulb that we want to spark. Definitely. Now, I can't um, speak to you without mentioning your TED talk because um, it's just so brilliant that you did it and um, it was really well received. And I think also the message that you had in your TED talk about being that one positive voice is so relevant still and, and to what we're trying to do. I mean, how do you feel about, you know, that one positive voice? Do you think it still applies now? And 
Yeah, I definitely do. Do you know what? I, I think I found out or I got asked to do a TED Talk about a week beforehand. Like it was no time. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what on earth am I going to talk about? Like why on earth would anyone want to listen to me? And um, I think it just came back to... I think what so many people believe, and actually we hear about it all the time. We did some work recently with education where we were talking about, you know, how do we support young people who are being bullied and how do we address some really, really difficult issues? And we kept coming back to that same point of like, all you need is someone to stand up for you. All you need is that person alongside you who's going to be that positive voice or, you know, offer that welcoming smile or that breath of fresh air that you needed in that moment and I think it is so powerful and I actually think young people are a lot better at it than adults are they are often a lot better at sort of challenging and going that's not okay like, it's not okay that we speak in that way or it's not okay that mm. that person can't access this because of xyz and I think um we can learn so much from them and I think it is really exciting about what they can achieve and if we can embed in them some of those that knowledge or embed in them some of that um confidence to be able to challenge some of those things then that's incredibly powerful um, and please don't tell any of them that I did a TED talk because they all <laughs> can look it up and, uh, <laughs> you're awesome you should be really proud like um like Emma said sorry our commissioner you know she said you're a rock star you've done a TED talk and like yeah we think it's brilliant <laughs> oh that's very kind I haven't Thank watched it I don't actually know if many of our staff know that we've done it either so <laughs> you've maybe opened a huge can of hers <laughs> Oh, Charlie, thank you very much for our chat today. And obviously, like you've said, there'll be more to this podcast when we get to, to meet the young people and talk to them as well. But for now, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. As Charlie and I mentioned, I also spoke to members of the Youth Forum about personal data and their rights. So let's hear what they had to say. We've just been talking a bit about personal data and data protection. So what are your first thoughts? What things do you think you need to think about? kind of all the sites that I look at online and like all of the things kind of surrounding me online and my own personal information. It can seem like a nice thing at first, but I think you just need to be careful online because a lot of information that you give out isn't probably as secure as you think it is. And like things with cookies and stuff, when you sign up to them, you need to be careful about the options that you choose um, just to make sure that you know, you're safe and you know what you're signing up to. Um, And also I think it's really important to know that you can um, ask for your data to be erased if you ever need it to, which I think is really important because then you know that things out there aren't always permanently out there. What do you think personal data is all about then and how does it matter to you if it does at all? I mean, I kind of give it out (laughs) willy-nilly. I don't really know who's got what or what's going where, so I think it's good to know that I can get it erased and changed because I've I have no idea like what anyone's storing about me. Do you think you should be more concerned? Definitely, yes. <laughs> I think I am, but then it's just subconsciously and like well everyone's doing it, so it doesn't really matter. But it definitely does. For both of you, I mean, how do you feel cuz the world that you live in, obviously everything is online, things are so digitally connected. How safe do you feel? I think kind of social media portrays itself to be quite a safe space where you know all your data is protected and everything's okay but in reality you don't see what's going on behind the screens and I think you know although it can appear safe you you definitely need to be careful because it's not as safe as you may think and I think 
yeah you just need to be careful about what you put on and kind of the things that you sign up to and the small print that's really important um, I think that is very important that young people know that they have the right to say no about ser sharing certain types of data. What sort of things in particular do you think that might apply to? Um, like their gender, their identity, or that sort of thing, and that links in with our theme, which is inclusion. And um, what about you? How do you feel it matters to, to young people like you? Um, I definitely think young people should be more educated on exactly what data is and exactly uh, the rules and the rights around data and knowing that data isn't just online, it can also be in physical format. How much do you think you knew about it before we started to talk about it? Um, definitely not a lot or not as much as I should know really. I think data's never really talked about enough. I think people just assume data is online and it's not that important when really we do have rights over it. And how about you? How do you feel about the things we've talked about? I feel like it's crucial for the young people to have a knowledge and understanding of cookies and um, what they're actually used for, what they are, and how rejecting them can be make a substantial difference because it stops big companies using our data and our personal information to make profit off of us. You sound quite knowledgeable about this. So tell me what you know about all that kind of thing, how it works. So I know quite a lot from my studies but basically businesses will if you accept cookies on a website they will use all of your clicks everything you look at and they will sell make pennies off of it but that's what billions of people so that's quite a lot of money they use that to target you direct marketing and they just use it to take over the world and how worrying is that for you i mean obviously taking over the world is a big thing but you know, just the fact that they're using information about you and making big money out of it I mean, it just takes one rogue AI and suddenly everyone knows everything about our lives and we're kind of stuffed because we've accepted it, we've confirmed it and given our permission, so we can't take it back. I've been thinking that companies should only hold the data that is necessary to, to be withheld and only for as long as it is needed and also so that you can change that data or remove it whenever you need to do so. Now, earlier you've told me you've actually studied data protection legislation. So how important do you think it is? Because you know a bit more about it. I definitely think it's extremely important because if someone finds your data and is able to find all your different records, such as your religion, hence in, ex well, in World War II, millions of Jews were killed because they had their records taken, that, well, it's best to keep it as little as possible and only the bits necessary. And how confident do you feel to be able to exercise the rights that the laws we have now give you? Um, I definitely think they're good enough at the moment. I think that everyone should have the right to know that you have data rights and know what to do to protect them and know that you can say no to giving up your data. Why do you think that's important? Why does it matter to you? Well, I think that like many companies out there, they make a lot of money out of your data and quite a lot of them for the wrong reasons. And I think that if you have something quite personal and it can get out there, it's, it's quite dangerous to you and your data. So I think it's very important to protect it. And how do you feel? I mean, do you feel well protected by the law and by the people that are supposed to look after you and your information? Yeah, I do feel quite protected. It's just those few, you know, if you go onto a website and it's just a bit sketchy and you never know what's happening because they don't ask you for anything. 
And what do you think you need to be aware of as a young person now with the world so different to how it was, you know, even just 10 years ago? I think that definitely because everyone's on social media nowadays and if someone records you saying something, it can be out there forever and you need to know what's going on. Obviously, that's very different to how it was before because we didn't have, like, social media and everything. I think it's very clear from that that the young people we will be working with have so much to offer us. We need to know what they think. We need to know what they think of data protection and what it means to them. And these initiatives will help to put us in touch with the younger community. We heard one young person there talk about artificial intelligence and how they think it could be taking over the world. We need to listen to all these different views, whether they see a dystopian future or a slightly more optimistic. We need and want to know what people feel and think, their interpretation of the possibilities that technology and the use of personal data offers. Because of course it is all of us that will be affected, but equally it's all of us that can make a difference, make a stand. Hopefully that's because we want to ensure we avoid that dystopic future and look towards one where technology serves man and of course woman, kind, which is absolutely at the heart of the data protection law and what we are trying to do. It's really important to emphasise that our job isn't to stop the use of personal data, but rather to make sure it's handled fairly and safely. We want to take what we learn from our engagement with the community and build on it to help inform what we do and the messages that we need to share. It's so encouraging that the young people who are at the heart of all our futures are so interested in understanding the protection of personal data and in knowing their rights. This will, we think, make them better citizens and also give them a strong ethical foundation for when they enter the workplace, which is now so data driven. We need to make sure that we put the right information out into the community, but that we're also there to help guide and support people to understand what it means. We don't want to build a culture of fear around the use of personal data, but rather to help people understand that they have rights to ensure that their personal data is looked after properly and we're all protected as a result. Used safely, the technology that uses our data, like AI, can offer great things. But algorithms and artificial intelligence are only as good as the humans that build them. Every way you look at it, there's always a human at the heart. Huge thanks to Emma for her always eloquent thoughts and insight. Now this project has a lot of potential and we're all really excited by the possibilities it offers. So please get in touch if you are involved in groups or clubs that you think might benefit from one of our sessions. The more young people we can reach, the better for us all. You can email us at communications, that's with an S, communications, at odpa.gg. And don't forget to listen back to some of the previous episodes available on your usual podcast platform. For now, thanks for listening and goodbye.